0: You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. Welcome back to Sick Biz Buzz, the sickest podcast empowering chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs, and the only podcast of its kind. Before I take off for the solo show, I want to tell you about an exciting development in our sister company, J Hill Marketing. Over the last month or so, they rolled out a new brand. It's a brand new editing house division called Bookmark with the express purpose of helping authors get their books published, retain their copyright, and all with the professional execution needed to reinforce their brand and message. But as if that wasn't enough, here's the kicker. It's at a fraction of the cost for you. Bookmark doesn't have the overhead that publishers do, and so they pass that savings on to you. Check out jhillmark.com slash bookmark. That's jhill with two L's, mark.com slash bookmark for more information. Today, I want to dig into a topic that has only become clear to me over the past several months. Regular peeps listening to the show know that I have been in business with Jay Hill and SickBiz for a number of years, and like any entrepreneur building something from the ground up, I wanted success, and I wanted it now. It's like that J.G. Wentworth commercial. No, they're not a sponsor, but they just got a little shout out, right? It's my money, and I want it now. That's how I felt. It's my success, and I want it now. Don't we all feel that way when we get into business. Screw the lessons I'm supposed to learn. Just give me the success. Give me the affluence. Give me the prosperity. I want it now. I can handle it now. But we don't even know what we're asking for. We don't even know what we can handle as a business owner. I used to hear stories of brands that blew up of people saying they got too successful too quick. And I would think that's a ridiculous problem to have. I would love to have that problem. And I know I wouldn't screw it up. That's such idealistic, sunshiny Pollyanna thinking, right? That's a lot like the perfect parent being the one who doesn't have kids. Just give me a shot. Just Give me a chance. I'll do it. We know that's not the case. The point is we don't even know what we are asking for from the universe as a business owner when we bargain and pray for success. And that's kind of what my business was built on, groveling. That's what I tell people in the early days, my marketing platform, the campaign was groveling. We don't even know what success looks like because we haven't done the work to get there. Here's another analogy for you. It's like the chief marketing officer hiring a marketing manager and having no idea what that marketing manager's job is going to be, what those daily tasks and responsibilities boil down to. You have to do the work to get super clear about your offering. But you don't even know that sometimes. It's uh another analogy is Anytime I would interview for a job prior to working for myself, I'd be in the interview and the person across the desk would look at me and say, so do you have any questions? And I would think, well, no, I don't have any questions. You put me on the spot. I don't know how to even conjure up any questions right now. So you don't know without jumping into the fray and the chaos what success actually means, what that experience is. Because success is not a destination. It's an experience. It's a lifestyle. To some degree, you can't really define it. Even if you took a business or coaching class, which can only prepare you for what you can expect, but you don't have that intrinsic knowledge You haven't been there. You haven't done that. You don't have the t-shirt. You don't have any idea what it's going to feel like, what it's going to look like, what decisions you'll be faced with, what responses you'll be in charge of, and how it will lead to the next step in your process, whether that step is a step forward or a step back. Put it another way for you, if when I started my business... I was doing the volume that I am now, I would have panicked and ran away. I would have scared the hell out of myself, not to mention my clients. And I would have had no choice but to play small because that was what I was comfortable with. That's not a bad thing, being comfortable playing small. This isn't the self-flagellation show. It's okay to be comfortable playing small if that's what you're used to. Why would you be comfortable with anything else? But it is extremely difficult to operate a prosperous business when you are intensely uncomfortable pushing yourself forward and you get to the point that you will activate your own flight or fright system. When you are in the thick of anxiety, you will make desperate choices. So you have to go through and learn these lessons. You need to have these experiences. Things smooth out in a business when we get clear. You may have heard one of my favorite stories includes Trevor Crane, who is a publisher that I do a ton of business with. In the early days of launching my business, I had him take a look at my site, which contained everything and the kitchen sink. If you came to me and wanted my help, even if it was outside my scope of business or the industry, I would do it. I would find a way. I would whip up a package. I would whip up a price, boom, just right on the spot. That's operating from a scarcity mindset. I have to take everything because I'm afraid if I don't capitalize on this right now, even if it's not for me, that there's going to be nothing else coming along. That's scarcity. Trevor took a look and said, I don't know what the fuck you sell. And when he said that, that very day, mere hours later, I whittled down my offerings to five packages. That is a lesson that has stayed with me. It's one of my most valuable lessons that I ever went through, that I ever learned in running my business. But I needed to go through it. I needed to experience it. I needed to feel the pain from it. Simply reading about it or absorbing it on someone else's Facebook page wasn't going to stick with me. It wouldn't have been enough to inspire me to make a meaningful difference. I had to experience the pain. I had to get to the point where I thought, well, that's enough of that. I'm really in a shit or get off the pot moment. And it hurts. This hurts and I don't want to stay here. I don't like this discomfort, so I have to make a change. We remember the negative experiences we have over the positive. Our brains are absolutely wired in this way. It's so much easier to say, "Ooh, pain, pain, don't go there." Instead of bliss. Do you remember bliss? Do you remember that day I took off from work and I walked barefoot through the grass and that was enough for me and I felt good and I was grounded to nature and I was grounded to myself? We forget those moments because those moments don't have anything at stake in them. Pain does. Pain says, if you don't make a decision right now, this is at stake. You're going to lose this. And sometimes we go, eh, I could lose that. That means the pain's not great enough. I experienced enough discomfort that I had to make a change. When I heard from Trevor when he said, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Ouch. Ouch, that hurt. But that was so honest. And I needed it. I became successful through hard work and relentless networking. Through those growing pains, you'd have growing pains across the board on anything, on relationships, money, hard work, networking, your process, who your ideal client is. It goes on and on and on. How you accept your payments, if anybody's paying you, your advertising, your networking, your message, your brand, blah, 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 blah. The point is to make that pain big enough to make a change. So let's talk about the steps and lessons along the way that have stayed with me. And I want to share with you. And maybe you're experiencing some of this yourself right now. These lessons have made such an impact that they continue today to govern my choices. Number one is I did not trust my gut reaction. I can't stress this enough. There is a reason that you have a gut reaction toward choices you can make. You already know what to do. Now, in terms of why you don't act on it, in my case, fiddling back and forth between decisions delayed what I was scared of. I could justify taking my time with a big decision and even fool myself into believing that what I was doing was practical. It was worthy of praise. Oh, I wanted to justify my fears so bad. I needed to justify them. It made me feel better about being afraid. And two, I was not mindset conditioned to receive positive messages about myself. I hadn't trained myself not to let doubts creep in and flat out refuse them. Now, anytime I feel that twist in my gut that I might be making a wrong decision, I can reel back and make the right one. It's practice, 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 practice. That's what these lessons are about. You can't be the overnight sensation that is going to last without walking away with some of these lessons. If you are perpetually spinning your wheels and your thoughts, here's an exercise you can do. Got a quarter? Great. Heads equals one decision and tails equals the other. Now, you're not using the quarter to make the decision for you. It's not like you're going to flip the coin and go, Oh, heads, crap. Crap. I have to follow through with this. It's going to feel terrible. I'm going to lose in this way. You're using that quarter to tell you how to feel about the result. Did it land on heads and you really wanted tails? Great. There's your decision. Tails it is. We get so used to waffling back and forth to justifying fears that we render ourselves unable to make a decision because we can't even decipher how we feel about it. That exercise has saved my ass a number of times. So the second lesson is action beats indecision every time. Where are we safe? We are safe in inaction. No one can find us. No one can judge us. We can't fall on our faces. I'm going to tell you, I don't care how badly you screw up. I don't even care if you make a mistake and lose traction, time, money, effort, whatever. These are the hard lessons that you must go through as an entrepreneur. These are the lessons that every single person out there who's in that 1%, who is succeeding on a level, has gone through. And here is a mind-blowing fact. And it doesn't even sound groundbreaking, but there is no way to get into business and remain safe. There's absolutely no way. No matter what messages you tell yourself, what reinforcements mentally you bombard yourself with, there's no way to remain safe. Well, I'm just going to do this. So I'll take a little risk. And I think there's a 98% chance it'll go through. So I'll remain safe. No, you won't. You'll remain safe as a person who's not leveraging their business, but as a robust business owner who is attracting and manifesting growth, that's not going to be you because safety doesn't exist in progress. So, before we start trotting out the old excuses, and some of you are going to be offended by this, and to that I say, good. Because again, it's the pain and it's feeling. I didn't like to hear that. Why don't you like to hear that? You're likely triggered. There's a little bit of truth in there. Not any different than you. I experience pain in the same way. So when Trevor told me, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, that fucking hurt. That hurt a lot. But you know what? That was one of the best things anybody has ever said to me. That took guts. To say that was grit, and I could have made a choice. Well, fuck you then. I like what I'm doing. I'm going to find all the defenses in the world. I'm just going to keep on going. So, I want you to listen to these excuses, and if you identify with them, do something about it. Because this is the kick in the ass you might need. I needed a kick in the ass. I still do. We all do. We're human beings. Our whole state of existence is surrounded by how do we remain safe? How do we remain alive? We have these baser needs that we need to take care of. I need to remain alive. I need oxygen. I need food. I need water. I need to feel safe. I need not to be in the jaws of a man-eating lion. Okay, great. This translates into the excuses that you tell yourself. Things like, I don't feel good. I don't have time. I don't have money. I don't have the knowledge. This is a state that you are in now. You are pronouncing that state. Our minds are immensely and endlessly powerful. Yes, you don't feel good. Fuck, I never feel good. Never. Every day I feel about like, I'm I'm at about 60% shitty now. So I'm doing better. But I still don't feel good. I could have blown off this podcast and taken a nap. My head's kind of swimmy. You know, I'm a little lightheaded today. My feet are buzzing a little bit. I feel kind of blah. I don't feel that good. But it's today. It's in this moment. It's in this hour. What about tomorrow? You're not going to always feel this shitty. Look at your shitty baseline. (laughs) That's what I'd like to do. Here's a shitty baseline. How can I get to feeling the best within the range of my shitty baseline? Or if I have like a really special day where, oh, I feel so good today. I can almost forget I'm sick almost the whole day. You are going to feel better. You are going to feel productive. So maybe it's, I don't feel good right now. But when I do, then I'm going to do this thing. What about getting some rest? Taking your meds. What about if you work lying down? I spent years lying down working. Years. That sounds so wrong. And if my mother is listening, it's not what you think. What about if you clear your head after getting outside? Just get out there, breathe some fresh air, get some air exchange going on in your brain. You don't have the money, and I feel that. That is where you are now. But we also make decisions with our money every single day. There are incremental purchases that add up. Food purchases we justify. It extends to your groceries, man. It really does. We make decisions every single day with our money that sets us on the path to the future. Are you tracking it? What can you give up today so you can reach your professional goals? Nothing is a magic bullet. There's not one thing that's like, oh my God, I figured it out. It's a key. No, the money key is discipline. And it's returning time and time and time and time again. The commitment key is discipline time and time and time and time again. Even when you screw up so badly. You have to come back to the people that you hurt with your tail between your legs and you say, hey, I didn't know. I didn't mean to hurt you. Make a decision and act on it. You're going to find out all the different choices that come out of that action. You can only imagine what the experience is going to be like if you're envisioning it and if you're not in it. Jump in the trenches. Three, business requires thick skin, especially as you're growing because, again, you will fuck up and it's just like being in a relationship. It is a relationship. You have to work on being in a romantic relationship or in a partnership every single day. You have to choose that relationship. You have to commit to making nothing bigger than that relationship. You have to show up for that relationship. You have to own your shit in that relationship, and you have to do the same fucking thing in business. You're going to develop a team. You'll hurt the person you're closest to, and not because you're setting out to do so, because you made bad judgment calls because you didn't know. Don't forecast far enough ahead. Try to do things. In which you are not an expert. These, these are things that you can think about. When I'm talking about, don't forecast far enough ahead. Be where you are in the moment, but also recognize if you can't forecast that far out. Like I can't play chess. I'll just tell you right now. If you sit down with me and you're like, "Hey, let's a game of chess," I'd go fantastic. I'll just move my little horsey guy around on the board because I can't think that far enough ahead. I know what I'm good at. And it's not these multi-step strategies that are to be implemented in business, that this step is predicated on this step and the fourth, fifth, sixth, blah, 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 blah. I know that. So I have not forecasted far enough ahead. So then I need to bring in somebody who can help me with that. So you don't want to try to do things in which you are not an expert. Those are two very easy things that you can make a decision on right now. Can you play chess? Yes or no? Yes? Great. Great. Plug yourself into the right place in the business. Do you want to try graphic design and do your own logo, but you've never done it before? It's probably not a good idea. What do you know about using color formatting? The Pantone hues, the RGB versus CMYK. What do you know about the different formatting, the vectors, the PNGs versus the JPEG? What do you know about logo design, that it should be iconic? It should be replicable within a series, it's a handful of steps, maybe three steps. If you don't know those things, if you don't know how to work through mock iterations, And it's something that you don't even want to know or don't have time to know. Move on, man. Move on. I don't do my accounting. I've screwed that up before. And I had someone step in so I wouldn't be in jail. I don't want to go to jail. Orange is not the new black. I'm still learning about scaling. I continue to make mistakes on that. It's my newest thing I'm working on. But I forgive myself for learning about things I don't know and making mistakes. That's what I mean about thick skin. I'm not going to beat myself up. I need to build my confidence up as I'm learning and making mistakes. I'm not going to tear myself down. Just as you hurt people, people will unknowingly or even knowingly hurt you. Some people will refuse to pay you. I mean, here's a news flash for you. You were going to not like this at all. <laughs> That's kind of your fault because they were obviously not your ideal customer. You probably had a warning alarm blaring in your gut and move forward anyway. I've done that. I've been there. This is not an attack on you. It is an immersion into the truth of what it means to grow and learn without your ego getting in the way. I'm still working on that one, by the way. And it's also about having faith. Faith and thick skin will take you so far. Finally, upper limits. And I know you've heard about this, but Usually when we talk about upper limits, it's in relation to money. So this is what blew my mind this year. There's upper limits to everything. So let's talk about money. You make too much money. If you become an overnight sensation, guess what? You'll join the lottery brigade. The winners who blow their money on everything and anything to get back to that comfortable feeling. Getting too close to a business relationship and feeling threatened or not special enough. Well. Stand back because you are about to blow it all up. Not in a good way. If your volume is insane or scarce, get ready to get desperate. Upper limits are about desperation. You can thank Ryan Stumann for pounding this into my head and into your head. So what do you do when you hit those upper limits? It's so easy, but it's so hard. You have to do less. It's like parenting teenagers. You have to do less and sit back and just feel the frickin' discomfort. Parents of teenagers know what I'm talking about. Oh, you're just going to fall on your face. Super, I'll sit here and just wait to be needed. So I'm not going to rescue you because that doesn't work, right? You have to sit with the discomfort and do nothing. Why is it so hard to do Nothing. Seriously, I ask myself that question all the time, like, why can you not just sit in one spot and literally do nothing but focus on being a human and breathing? Now, I've gotten to the point with money where I can think ahead. If I want to go on a shopping spree at Target, I can start reasoning and say, there's an emotional reason behind this. What is it? Why do I feel like I need spoiling right now? Is it because I feel like I've been working too hard lately? Is it because I've been working too hard and haven't been able to enjoy what I'm earning? Is it because I'm uncomfortable and this is what I know? I know spoiling myself will make me feel better for a very small period of time. And I need that right now, which is based in emotion. So then I can say, well, you don't need it. You don't need it. You don't need more towels. Women are funny and some men too, but I'm speaking as a woman. I think we're hysterical. I love to buy new throw pillows and throw blankets. And I love everything to be soft and fresh and comfortable. And that is how I spoil myself. That and summer dresses. I don't need those. Are you kidding me? I just need to do my laundry and put it away. So there's a reason that I'm justifying that. So do nothing. You can also invest if you want to, but first, do nothing. If you're panicking because you're out of your comfort zone, it helps to take that three-second pause. When I want to thank you to Teresa Byrne, who's been a guest on the show, who talked to us about that. Get focused. Three seconds calms you. And then you can couple that with a breath in and out, spanning three seconds, to rewire your mind from anxiety. You want to get control of your breathing. It is impossible to have an anxious state of mind while you are controlling your breathing in this way. So these lessons couldn't be learned by reading about them, by listening to them in a podcast. I would not have been prepared to run my business today if I had started where I was. And likely the same applies to you. You have to jump into the deep end, into the grottos of business, learn how to deal and what Not to deal with. But you can't speak from the invaluable experiences that you've had unless you've had them. And you won't remember these lessons because we are wired to remember pain. So you won't remember them unless you've had the pain. Business gives you the chance to practice sales a 100 times, money management and mismanagement a 100 times, relationship management or mismanagement a 100 times, how you handle or don't handle conflict, and navigating the highs and lows that affect every area of your life. You need to make these mistakes and be okay with making them. I tell our team that our goal is to create an environment in which you can fuck up. An environment where your mistakes keep getting less impactful so they won't ruin you. Try taking a textbook application of what we just discussed and applying it to your business without the anchor of having the real experience and saying, oh boy, I don't want to do that again. That is invaluable information. These moments aren't fun. Some of them go very deep. They cut into your soul when they hurt you. But when you come back from them and you dominate again and again and again, then they're worth it. This is invaluable specific knowledge you can apply to your next decision so you know the next thing that you choose to do has a higher rate of success than when you're just kind of floundering along and feeling your way. Mistakes teach us exactly what not to do instead of guessing about it. I don't want to say I love making mistakes, but I kind of get excited in a way. Oh, here comes some new information. This is kick-ass because I know don't do that ever again. Could I even imagine some of the mistakes I made? No. Because you can only extrapolate forward so much and say, well, I think if I do this, you know, some of the things that might happen are this, 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 and this. Oh, really? Guess what? That random extra mistake just popped up. Now you're dealing with it. You couldn't anticipate it. So don't press to be an overnight sensation. Don't put that pressure on yourself. And most of those businesses don't last because they're not focused on the foundation building. Practice the art of sticking to it and by your very actions, you will last because you'll show up again and again and you will choose it every single day. Be self-coachable, give yourself a safe place to grow and screw it up as you go. So when you do get there, that's some hard one shit. Whew, we gotta just breathe it out after that. That was some heavy stuff today. I hope it helped you get past some obstacles in your life where you are blocked. We all have blockages. We're all on the path. We're all doing different things. We all have fears. We can connect to that commonality of being human in that way. So nobody's coming down on you today. Nobody's saying, well, should have done, should have done, should have done. Get honest with yourself about what you want and do it. It's that simple. That's why Nike has a, a frickin' slogan that they do. So let's shake it out before we move on, before we embrace this day. And hey, make sure you share this with your friends for me. If this meant something to you, it means something to someone else. If it can help you, it can help someone else. It's the biggest compliment you can give me, seriously. Like, I don't even want a birthday present anymore. Just just do that. <laughs> I'm so glad you were here. That's it for this week's episode of Sick Biz Buzz. Thanks so much for listening. Be well.